Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. chat the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm john bishop and he's lucas southworth what are we talking about today lucas uh well i do want to before we get into the episode itself i do want to give you all an update it is actually uh week number two of us being the only podcast uh they they did say it was only going to be for one week uh but they're, they're probably just enjoying their time off you know they work very hard yeah, and uh, I gotta say, I I know that it must be just like nerve wracking for some of the bigger podcasts because, quite frankly, as the only podcast for week number two, the the tension and the pressure they're just mounting like crazy. Uh, we, of course, here at the Kachat, have been trying our hardest to like come up with that quality content, and I uh, just uh, it's it's something. Yeah, so again, I don't think there's any reason to be worried yet, but if you have seen a podcaster, just maybe ask them what's up uh, when they're coming back. Uh, the police have not asked us to do... Well, they asked us to do this. They didn't tell us to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Except for us. If you see us, do not ask, because quite frankly, we've just... Uh... Well, there are a lot of people talking to a lot of other people, but mostly people talking to us. They think we've done something, and I cannot... I cannot state this enough. We have done nothing to those podcasters. Yes, we don't want this to continue happening. Please come back, other podcasters. I'm sure everything's fine, though. But, John, you did ask what we're talking about. Uh, and this time, we are, in fact, talking about the Carsverse, as usual. But, I don't know, we just sort of watched a bunch of bonus features from the different DVDs because we didn't plan very well. And we're just like, ah, what if we watch some bonus features mm-hmm. uh and uh in case you're curious as to why something sounds a little different today it's because for the first time in forever i am right here that was that was you 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 stuck the landing on that one that was nice <laughs> uh yeah we're, we're recording this one in person because john i don't know had business at my home t- or not my in my <laughs> city of residence so i just stopped by and i get we didn't play anything, so we just looked at my collection of Cars DVDs and watched some bonus features. I don't know, man. Yep. <laughs> That's the episode. That's what this one is. John kept calling it Bony Features. I don't like that very much. Bony Features. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't care for that one. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Not call it that is what I'm going to do, but... All right, Lucas, let's talk about... Let's talk about some of these good, good bonus contents... Yes, go ahead. All right, let's talk about <laughs> Doc Bollywood. <laughs> now, what, 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 what is, what is that? Okay, well, I'm sure none of you remember this very small joke from an earlier episode. Not even a joke. 
we just on one of our planning documents we just wrote doc hollywood for one of our episode ideas and then never wrote anything else so we don't know what that is so that's the joke we're making by doc bollywood but uh on the planes uh bonus features they have a little meet the, the racers feature and they had a little short for el chupacabra ripslinger dusty and of course ashani and for for ashani's sort of intro they had her at a press conference and she was about to go off and one of the reporters just said wait i have a question do you really think a girl can win the world championship and then she sort of just did a bollywood number about it nope no she did not she did not do a bollywood feature about it she did a bollywood feature that's and that's it it does not answer the question at all she just does a, a good old song and dance and that's it the question is not really addressed yeah what is of like i don't know a fairly easy question to answer i feel yes i do that's why i'm doing it of course i i can do anything a a boy playing can do but no she just sort of does a bollywood dance and then at the end he's wrapped in a bunch of like i don't know silks i guess i would call them yep he's wrapped up in silks that essentially like i have to assume weren't there because yeah it's very strange. It is. It's very much a Bollywood uh, song and dance that just kind of happens on the stage. You have to imagine that none of it's real because otherwise that would be insane. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, you find out that at least one strange part was real. Yeah. So, does she have some similar to Mater reality bending powers? You think through song and dance? I I couldn't say one way or the other. But I could say that there's a good chance that seeing as how she started the song and dance and then everyone in the audience just left except for that one, one reporter, there's a good chance that, like, she started singing and then someone, one of her uh, crew, just kind of wrapped him up while she was doing the song and dance. Or, since uh, we do know, since they, they it, John's right, they do all vacate immediately the a crowded uh press conference uh but she starts doing her little song and everyone runs away so maybe she's known to do this and everyone has like seen it or at least knows about it and they're like i'm i can't she's about to use her god powers i gotta get out of here very true and that would explain why only one person was stupid enough to ask the question <laughs> yeah. do you think a girl could win I mean, whether you're sexist or not, she is clearly a godlike being, so that that's not going to stop anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a weird one. Uh, the only other bit from the, like, meet the uh, racers that I thought was fun was in Dusty's. Just a, <laughs> a chug puts some like jet fuel in him on accident and he goes he goes too fast he goes too 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 fast mm -hmm. so so a lot of interesting things to unpack but i will i just want to mention the fact that so it's meet the racers is the concept behind these four videos except the first one is el chu or that's how it's labeled even though they call him el chup in the movie because consistency and it's him doing this weird uh, meet El Chu video 
and uh, it just keeps showing that they keep messing up the video. So that's like a fun, oh, it's Meet the Racer, but also it's a little bit behind the scenes. Then the next one is Ripslinger, and it's just a fairly like well-made Meet the Racer video. And then the third one is just like a short yeah. that has Dusty in it, and that's pretty much it. And then the fourth one is, of course, the Bollywood music video that I guess is more similar to a Meet the Racer type thing, but but like they really dropped the ball after the second one. Yeah, they, they sort of, uh, at least with Ashani's, even though she, again, doesn't answer the question, do you think a girl can win? She sort of is like, the song is like, I'm Ashani and I'm cool and great. So I guess like it also kind of answers it in like a, Yes, of course, I think I can win because I think I'm a good racer. But Dusty's... I, The only way I could see that as an intro to Dusty is maybe that's the first time he's gone very fast. So that is maybe what got him... Gave him the idea of, like, maybe I could be a racer. But even that seems like a pretty big stretch to me. That, and let's just talk about the fact that in that first movie, they have the whole point of there's one racer that gets disqualified because he's got a performance-enhancing fuel. And that's what this whole thing is about, is that he consumes jet fuel on accident, and the jet fuel makes him go faster because nonsense. And it's just... The, the end result is after he goes fast and almost dies a thousand times, he's so excited and he seems to want to do it again. Which has me thinking that, oh boy, he's just done drugs and is now addicted immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's de it fully is. Like, I don't think there is a way around it being a performance-enhancing drug because, again, they, they do imply that that is ingested through the fuel by that, and it f certainly enhances his performance. I, I, I know the answer to this, I feel like. If you put jet fuel into a normal plane, that wouldn't happen, right? No. Okay. Would the plane go? Do you know enough about that? <laughs> uh, certainly I don't, so if you don't, that's fair. It, but... it might, but it depends on how sturdy the engine of the plane is. But, like, it's not designed for that. And basically, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't know for sure... But the answer is no, it would not go. Okay. So, what I'm a little confused about is if jet fuel make tiny plane go fast, why doesn't he... Why, why, why don't they all use jet fuel? Because reasons. Because at least like the racers, right? <laughs> but, but Lucas, don't, don't be ridiculous. It, that, that can't happen because... I'm ready. Reasons. Okay, sure. It certainly seemed... And if for whatever reason it's like an, a health thing, I guess, of like, oh, this is not sustainable for a lot of reasons, then sure, but like, I don't know. If Tiny Plane can go at jet speeds, because he passes a jet while he's doing this, so it's not unreasonable to think that he can go to jet speed when he does jet fuel... That seems like a more interesting sport to me. I'm thinking that if we want to justify, oh, they can't do this for health reasons, the second movie, Planes, Fire, and Rescue, is, oh, he's got engine problems. It's probably from his 
one time doing drugs. Basically, probably meth or coke. Yeah. Makes them go real fast. But I will say, another reason that they might not be allowed to use jet fuel is because, yes, he does pass the jet because he's going jet speed, but also he clearly has far less control. Okay. And and for, like, the one through, the leg through the mountains, I get that. Mm -hmm. But there are at least two big legs of this race that are just, hey, gotta get over this ocean, I guess. Yep, go over the ocean, do it fast. Yep. And if you're just gonna do a pretty much straight shot... Seems like that jet fuel's maybe the way to go. Yeah. So they can go super fast, and we only have the assumption that it can cause engine problems to go off of. Realistically, if that were to happen, it would for sure cause problems, but yeah, we can only assume that it does in this universe. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like that covers Meet the Racers pretty well. All right. Let's... Well... We, we do have to include the fact that Rip Slinger, he does shed a tear in his video. Oh, does he? I didn't he notice does. that. So, can planes cry? Yes, they can. Do you think... Okay, I'm sure you weren't intending to spend much time on this, but what's the tear made of? Do you think it's just like... It's definitely wiper fluid. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, it, it would have to be wiper fluid. Okay, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. You got it in one. Uh, right. That's that's why they pay you the no bucks. Yep. Uh, so, well, uh, we can also talk about uh, El El Chu. He he says something in his video that's interesting. He he describes himself as the something along the lines of the only plane brave enough to to defy gravity. That's kind of Plane's whole thing. Yeah, he, I don't remember exactly the wording, because it wasn't whatever John said, but it was something similar I was relating enough. it to us. Yeah, no, I could tell. Uh, <laughs> but he does imply that he, is, he does say something along the lines of only Plane and de- to defy gravity, which, yeah, that's just what Planes do, Choop. That's what all Planes do. That's That's what you do, yeah, but it's what a lot of... It's what your entire, like... Genus does. And, like, not just racers. All planes. All planes. Yes, all planes. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, I can't remember his name. Skipper? Oh, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It takes him a long time to be able to do that again. Yeah, but that was also purely uh, psychosomatic. So True, true, true. All right. So that's that's those special features... Now let's talk about... You have to stop. Let's talk about Franz and oil and beer. I guess if we have to. Okay. All right, so oil and beer. It is a cut for time, but also probably cut because beer... And uh, just... Also, it's bad. It's very bad. It's just bad. It's a bad scene. <laughs> so, so Franz, he's the good, good, small car plane, and he's got a music video that was originally planned to be in this movie, and it's... It's something. Yeah, it is, in fact, just a full musical number. And correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't pay a lot of attention when we watched Planes because it's a very bad movie. There aren't any other musical numbers in it, right? Well, There are not. There's, El- there's one thing where, well, Elchup does sing, but that's not really a musical yeah, number. Yeah. And there is one thing where, when they're flying through... Uh, big mountains? Big mountains. Yes. Uh, when they're flying through that, there's like 
Oh, it's a musical piece, but they're not singing or anything like that. Uh, so there are musical bits inside the film, but this is just like out of nowhere. It's now a musical. It, yeah, and like it, it, it's where. <laughs> so Franz, who has just met uh, Dusty, comes up and says, "If I can make a suggestion, why don't you get rid of your uh, like duster?" I still have that. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And then he sings about how if you add parts to vehicles, they can accomplish things. Which, as John pointed out after the short it ended, is the opposite of what he is advising Dusty Cropopper to do. There, There's just a lot of confusion with this character and with what he's trying to get across and motivations. And this entire thing was cut for a lot of reasons, but I'm very glad it's cut for even more, because, quite frankly, the way it was described by, what was it, what's his name? Uh, uh Chris. Kurt. No. Kurt. Kurt. Kyle. Kyle. Clay. Kirk. It was Clay, Clay with a K. It was Clay with a K. All right, the way it was described by the director, Clay with a K, uh, it really just, it's something, something weird, because clearly... There are a lot of things going on where people do not really agree with the messages they're trying to convey and all that jazz because, well, first off, the, the character is described by Clay with a K as being bipolar when clearly he's got dissociative identity disorder or multiple personalities because he, he's, not, he's not a person who switches from manic to depressive. He's a person who is two different people. But he, he talks about how he's inspired by this crop duster who wants to be a racer because he's kind of like two different things. He's the best of both worlds. And that's that's cool. But then he goes on to advise him to change the fact that he is a crop duster to get rid of that part of himself when he's a person who has accepted another part of himself because of this crop duster. So that's weird. And then he sings a song about how... You can add parts to vehicles, and then those vehicles will be able to do and be multiple things in order to inspire his inspiration to get rid of part of his identity by getting rid of part of himself. Yeah, like the examples he gives in his weird, weird little song are like, look at this guy, he's a postal truck, but if I uh, put this tray on the front of him, I guess he's he, a snowplow. he can plow some snow. Also, here's a plane. She's got pontoons. That makes her kind of like a boat, because she can float on the water. And me, I'm a car, I'm a car plane man. Yep. <laughs> but it's fully, and we do talk about this a lot in our planes episode. It's why I don't like planes very much, is because they don't stick the landing on any of their messages. And a lot of their messages are just bad. Yeah. Uh, they they could have done such cool stuff with him actually using the parts of his person, uh, his, uh, his identity to win him the race, but instead he's just like, I'm going to get rid of this part of myself to be a good racer. And that's weird and bad, and it's a bad movie. It's the worst of all five, John and I have decided. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's from a person who has seen Cars 2 several times, which, like, I want to say it's my least favorite, but I can't because I have to acknowledge that it's still actually better. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and throw in, at least for me, Mater's Tall Tales, gosh, they freak me out, but at least they're fun to watch in like a sort of, man, what's happening? Why does Mater have god powers? Mm-hmm. 
This one's just a slog. Planes is a slog, and it's bad. Planes Fire and Rescue is better, and Planes Fire and Rescue is not a fantastic film. <laughs> I think Planes Fire and Rescue is a decent movie. We'll agree to disagree on that one, but we've already agreed to disagree on that in the past. All right. So uh, we talked about how well, you just mentioned that Mater's Tall Tales, they're, they're a, a hoot and a half because they're just like weird and crazy. Yes. Let's talk about some weird and crazy that, like, I wouldn't describe as fun. I would describe as just crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about Lost and community service. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So, these are two deleted scenes from the original Cars movie. Uh, we have mentioned Lost a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, it takes place in the part where Major, or, sorry, uh, Lightning gets separated from Mac, and he's trying to find his way back to the highway. But in this version, he goes into a ditch and just finds, like... Hundreds of bodies. Yeah, like... Dead, decaying bodies that are hyper-organic because they're just becoming trees. Yeah, that's a point I want to get back to, but... it He just goes, and they're just... It's like a junk... It's full of junked-out cars who have presumably fall, also fallen into this ditch mm-hmm. and fully died... Now, Lucas, you almost said junkyard, and then you stopped yourself because we need to clarify this. There's no other junk but dead car bodies. Yeah, that you're correct about that. And what confuses me about it is this is an area that's not, like, right off the highway. It's when Lightning's trying to get back to the highway, and he just... So it doesn't seem like it's a very traveled road. Nope. So why are there, like, I would guess at least, like, 30 different cars who have fallen and died and never been found? See, that's what you're proposing. I'm proposing that this is just where they put the bodies. Oh, gosh. Okay. And I suggest that as maybe this is, like, how they bury their dead, but also maybe this is just, like... He stumbled upon a serial killer's nest of bodies. Real quick, what's in Mater's junkyard? That is a very good question. Some car parts, at least. A lot of cans. Yeah. A shack that doesn't have a door for the back and has a front door that easily falls off. But but not like any fool cars. Not that I have any recollection of. Okay, we gotta look at that at some point, but I think we're right. In saying that Mater doesn't have just dead cars. But... I think a lot of tires and stuff. Yeah, he's got pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, golly. Uh, but you you already mentioned it a little bit. There are trees growing through a lot of these cars? Yes. In a very, very terrifying way. And, like, there, there aren't really trees except in the cars. So to me... you Again, you alluded to this. That implies... That the the soil has been enriched by some organic material. Definitely some sort of, like, fertilization going on there. Uh, so that certainly lends itself to Squishy Bit. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Squishy Bit that somehow might even contain tree seeds. <laughs> that's, yeah, you, that's also fair. And there's this weird thing where there are, like, there are cars without trees growing through them. There are cars with just trees growing through them cars with just roots going through them and then there's some that are just like seemingly becoming trees and there's one that's just a car that is 
completely off the ground because it's in the like higher branches of the tree and that's just it's so strange to me it seems like one of those things where you see a plant growing in like really sped up time and it's got the the seed and the everything sprouts out of it and then the shell of the seed like is on the top and then that falls off that's what it feels like is happening with those cars the squishy bit becomes a tree and then just drops off the shell of the body huh so our cars just seeds they're weird organic matter that become trees no our cars seeds like they're just like the helicopter seeds they have a method to spread easily but it's that they're living cars and wherever a car dies they become planted I'm not saying they contain seeds. I'm saying the full car is the seed. I'm thinking that this weird techno-organic virus has somehow converted humans into squishy bits, but also converted trees into those human squishy bits. So, altogether, the car is a seed, but also a exosuit and also a human. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. And like... Which is a way that they might be solving their greenhouse gases problem because all of the people die and become trees okay now that could that that i do like that maybe it's an initiative a compulsory initiative in that you have to swallow this thing that it consents when you die and just takes the nutrients from you it turns you into a tree that's a thing you can that's how you offset your carbon footprint right there you become a tree Oh, that won't do it, but uh, unfortunately, but and I maybe think, it's a super tree. I think that is a thing you can do right now. Yes, but really, what they do is they like get a tree and then they fertilize it with your ashes. They put basically they turn your body into fertilizer for the tree, and then they put the tree in a pod with your ashes, and then it grows from that. Something I really do want to do with my body. Yeah. That and turn myself into a gemstone, which is also a thing you can do. Of course you know that that's a thing. All right, you so can we do. just talked about fertilizer, <laughs> Lucas. Let's move on to section number four. Do you want to talk about community service with that other one first? Or oh, do you want... man, it was so perfect, the I know, transition. But... All right, let's talk about community service. Yeah. It's too good to pass up. Yeah, we, we can't not talk about. Gosh. All right, so, uh... so Lucas showed me community service. He preface it by saying yeah this one's just absolutely insane and uh he was not wrong it <laughs> okay so lightning mcqueen in yes. this special he he doesn't want to do this weird idea that was initially proposed where he was going to be racing in the first grand prix for radiator springs to get some good good fans coming to town so he says, I don't want to do that. I want to do community service. And uh, the video then proceeds to show us him waking up. And then you see his body with his engine clearly taken out. And his eyes seem blank. And then you're like, what's going on there? And then someone's like, hey, how you feeling? He's like, I'm feeling all right. But I, well, actually, no, I feel a little weird. And then their doc's like, well, that's weird. All the parts came out just fine. And then... In one of the most horrifying moments in all of the Cars deleted scenes that I've ever seen, 
it shows that Lightning's engine has been put into another vehicle, transferring his consciousness, soul, body, and all of that jazz into another vehicle, to which he then begins screaming for the rest of the video, pretty much. Yeah. Because he just has his mind put into another body, and then he starts screaming. He tries to run away because terrifying, like, Twilight Zone nonsense is happening. And then what happens is Mater steals his old body and starts racing. And then if Mac comes back and Lightning's all like, hey, it's me. And then he doesn't recognize him, so he goes to the body, which is now Mater. And he just picks up Mater and then Mater in, like, one of the creepiest things ever says... I told you I always wanted to be a race car. And then the door closes and Lightning's just left there screaming, No, he stole my body! He stole my life! And <sighs> it is revealed that this is a dream sequence. I, I will say that definitely. But Lightning is so genuinely frightened about the possibility of it. Like once he's woken up, they're like, okay, let's do community service. Uh, and he's immediately like, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll do the race. I'll do the race. That, like, it seems like he, th he, for whatever reason, believes that it is possible to do this. It seems to imply that more than a face-off-esque situation where you can take someone's face, he believes that if you transfer engines, that you will transfer your entire soul, mind, and whatnot into a different body... And he thinks that that's going to happen to him in a legal way. And, like, Lightning is not the sharpest tool in the shed. But, like, he's been out in the world. He's not fully dumb. So I'm inclined to believe that at least in this version of the universe and this deleted scene, that that's fully possible. That there's a chance that you can have your body switched and stolen. And John's right about him screaming the whole time. And they're genuinely, like, it's not Owen Wilson doing it. I don't know who's doing it, but it, whoever's doing it is acting up a storm because they are genuinely unsettling screams the whole time. Like, <laughs> it's just watching this, like, animatic is a, is a rough experience because it is, like, I don't know why, but it's, genuinely upsetting to watch. I came out of it, and I'm not saying this for the podcast, a little rattled, which is weird. And it is something I want to talk about with these two deleted scenes especially. How tonally deaf they are to this children's movie that they were original concepts for. Okay, so... We've had episodes where we've talked about, like, horrifying implications and whatnot, but the implications of just these two deleted scenes are terrifying. It's, you can just stumble into a, a graveyard of just decaying bodies that will entangle you and follow you in this weird, like, barbed wire horror nightmare you rip off someone's face on accident trying to get away situation and then the other one is oh a very rational person seems to think that this middle of nowhere town is actually going to steal his body force him into another body 
And just the idea that someone will see your body and not recognize that you're a different person because everything about it is Twilight Zone taken to a very uncomfortable way. Oh, man. It, you said implications of these. These aren't implications. This is just fully face value aspects of these deleted scenes. Well, I will say it's implications in community because yeah. it's a dream. And Lost, it's not a dream sequence. I want to make that, that clear. That is, like, he stumbles upon a bunch of dead bodies, and there's no, like, oh, we're taking it back. No, it's, he rips off a dead face, and it chases him because he's terrified and screaming. Uh, yeah, it's, he falls into a mass grave. <laughs> a mass grave, and I gotta say, like, we talked about the screaming community. The screaming in both of them it really makes you feel, oh no, there's something to this that is genuinely terrifying. <laughs> one, one more thing about how spooky this one is. There is, he start when he's in the steamroller, uh, he, he's in community. He starts to drive away slowly, screaming, and Sheriff is there, and he goes, I think he's trying to escape. And the line delivery of that specifically is just so like demeaning <laughs> and oh man, snarky and the most controlling. Like oh, this poor unfortunate little piece of garbage. He's never getting away from us. And then then he goes behind him because he's on the bad road. It, it's it's still like he's fixing a road in this deleted scene, and he like flips a switch on him, uh, and like asphalt starts pouring out of him but the way lightning is reacting is like his body is moving without his control which mm -hmm. it fully is yep because like an arm swings around and he like looks up and is frightened by that it, it, <laughs> it was weird why would you so much about this is just like the most terrifying aspects of any horror film that has something like oh you're in a, a mental asylum you're in any of these situations where you have lost control of anything of your own, you've lost yourself. It's just the most unsettling concepts put into this children's movie. The, the only thing I think I could compare it to that is actually in the movies is that little like, like 10 second scene in Cars 2 where they have the car with the headlights that are eyes. I don't know, like... Like, the, the headlights for eyes, there's a weird, like, goofy horror to it. Like, oh, this is shocking body horror. But this one is all about, like, a lack of consent and his body being taken from him. No, th these are these are def definitely worse. But it, it, it's a similar feeling. Like, uh, when I watched that scene from Cars 2, I was like, why did this make it into the mm -hmm. film? And when I watched these deleted scenes, I thought... I understand why these didn't make it into the film, but I don't understand why these were ever a thought to be in the film ever at any point. Yeah, if I were to see the headlight person being a deleted scene and be like, yeah, that makes sense for it to be a deleted scene. Like, I could imagine someone thinking this is funny and then deciding, eh, not going to put this in the film. But these, I can't imagine why they thought this would be an okay thing to even storyboard. Yeah, I recommend looking... At least community service up, although Lost is also very unsettling. Community service, it, like, I'm sorry that we spoiled it, because 
if you think that this is genuine and that it's not a dream sequence, like, I was watching it not knowing it was a dream sequence, and it was just terrifying. Yeah, I had seen it before, so I mostly was just watching John watch it, and it was pretty good. It was a pretty good time. Oh, boy. Okay, so we've, we've uh, mentioned it, but we haven't actually started talking about it yet. Let's talk about... Fine, they don't know what you just said, though. Okay. Why is that? Because I censored it. Oh. So, we're talking about uh, Vita Minimulch? The Vita Minimulch Air Spectacular. If my audio just got weird, it's because I stood up and went to get the DVD so I would know what it was called. Alright, the Vita Minimulch Air Spectacular. Uh, so, this one is about a man who is in the good old Plains film. He's, he's Dusty's boss, and he is a crop duster as well, but he mostly owns the stuff, and he's putting on an air spectacular. His crew doesn't show up, so he's gonna, like, have Dusty and Chug pretend to be that crew. What I really want to focus on is the fact that they really make it clear that this Vita Minimulch... It's fertilizer in the sense that it's definitely feces. It, it's poop, folks. There's a lot of poop in this one. There's just, like, a lot of poop. And, like, it's now, not... why would we say that it's poop for sure? It's not even, like, they're talking a lot about fertilizer. They show the poop so much, John. The poop is so present in this one. It's, a, it's almost its own character. Okay, so... so... Let's let's get started with the first hints that it's for sure poop in just this special. They hand out bags of the stuff, the fertilizer, yeah. to everyone in the audience. And you they know. open these bags, they give it a good old whiff, and then, whoo, that's, that smells like terrible nasty. And, yep, that's a hint that it's probably something like poop. And then, then what's worse is then you start seeing these bugs, these beetles that are clearly flies, just swarming around the stuff. And then, yeah, they they go from these sort of subtle hints to then they they cut over to what has been. So the the guy who's running it has made has assu- I assume commissioned a sculpture of himself made out of this fertilizer. And man, it's poop. He's made a poop sculpture of himself, or has commissioned. An artist to make a poop sculpture of him. Now, for sure, it's the vitamin mulch. Yes. But also, for sure, there are hundreds of bugs just swarming around this very poop-like sculpture. It's oh gosh. The, uh, now, now let's let's go on and start talking about the storyline so that we can save the spectacular finish for the end. Oh yeah, that's just just no, like it's I I want to before we do that. Imagine that every once in a while in this in in the background of these scenes you see the poop sculpture because it's not just like they show it and then like they're like oh we the audience gets it they won't want to see that again no it's not a one and done it's a it's a major piece of the background in like a lot of shots it is there's a lot of poop in this one folks there's just so much poop in this one okay so all right so these professional stuntmen that are hired they don't show up and yes. then the guy who spent a lot of money i think all of his money <laughs> on says, this one expo i spent all of my money to advertise my fertilizer on this air show 
Which, bad business, but go ahead. Alright, so his people, his daredevils, aren't coming in. So he looks at the daredevils on, like, a billboard, and then he looks at Dusty and Chug and is like, good enough. So they do a crappy paint job, and then they, like, put pitchforks on Chug, and that's pretty much it. Yep. And then he wears some vampire teeth, which, that's a lot of implications right there. And uh, so... Then they do a really crappy job being these daredevils, and everyone starts leaving immediately. And then stuff takes a turn. It's certainly... You know Murphy's Law? I, I do, and uh, I think what you're going for is the, uh, if something can go wrong, it will. Yeah. It... And that's the case in this one. Uh, like, at one point, as they're completing their first trick, Chug says... Man, I shouldn't have filled myself with highly flammable gas this morning. If I knew that I was going to be doing this, I wouldn't have filled up on insert large number of gallons of highly flammable fuel. Which, I mean, it's fuel. It's going to be highly flammable. But the implication is that it's worse than usual. It's extra flammable. <laughs> yes. And uh, then from there, uh, pretty much... If something, like, if something could go right, it doesn't. So he pops his own tire with his own vampire teeth. Yeah. Uh, good old Skipper... Sparky? Sparky, I think his name. Sparky gets stuck to his back when he nearly gets crushed by Chug because all of these things that happen. And then when trying to get off of his hind side, he rips a hole in him. And that somehow ignites the trail that's following him. But... Sparky's not lucky enough to get away with that because he's still tied to him while Dusty's in the sky with a balloon preventing him from turning correctly. Yeah, the balloon has wrapped itself around uh, Dusty's uh, wing. Uh, Sparky has been tied to Chug by like a banner that he's run through. Uh, there's fire following him. At one point, one of the bags of fertilizer does hit the ground and it spills and it does there is it's it's there's more poop i just want to there's a, that there's up. a skid he drives over it yeah it loses control it's pretty gross uh there's like a wacky waving inflatable arm man who is a problem multiple times fireworks start going off and they look like anti-air guns yep. that dusty has to navigate through it's uh, bad we did skip over the fact that uh as soon as fire is involved, that's when everyone in this morbid <laughs> curiosity who is leaving, they're like, fire? I didn't know fire was going to happen. So everyone immediately turns around and goes back to their seats just because fire. Yay, fire. And uh, from there, Chug is just driving, trying to not be blown to smithereens while a trail of fire conveniently follows behind only ever burning good old Sparky. Yeah, poor bud. He's, then, he's the forklift that lives with Skipper, who is the plane who can't fly in planes, if you don't remember, which is reasonable. Yep. Uh, and then the the anti-air uh, <laughs> fireworks, the fire, everything comes to a head when... Okay, so don't know how this exactly happens, yeah. but somehow all three of them crash into this commissioned statue of poop. <laughs> <laughs> they all fly into this commissioned statue of poop. Bad enough. You think, oh, they hit the statue, it's going to fall apart. No, it does not fall apart. What happens, Lucas? 
Sparky has at some point accidentally picked up the big finale box of fireworks. And he drops that into it, and they sort of, like, get away from the statue a little bit. And he drops the fireworks into the poop statue, and immediately I think I started saying, no, no, they're not going to do that. No, 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 no. But it does... The, the fireworks fly into the air. The plane seems to be flying as a plane would into the air. I can't stress enough, it is made of poop. It is this commissioned poop statue that an artist got paid to make. And somehow, if you shove some fireworks into it, it becomes flying poop, shaped like a plane. And then what What happens for the grand finale? Well, the fireworks do what fireworks do, and they blow up, and the poop gets just on everyone, on every single person. On every single person, they're covered in poop, they're covered in the poop at the end of the short, John. But they Every love it. single person is covered in it's poop, so and they react the only way an audience would if they were blown to smithereens with poop. Oh, they and nasty. it's just, they, they're nasty. They're so they nasty. They cheer. They go wild. They, oh, they're into it. I gotta say, they horny for this one. Oh, they so freaking nasty. Okay. <laughs> they nasty for this this poop spectacular where everyone, everybody gets a little. Everybody goes home with something. Yeah. And and the guy, the Vitamin Mulch, which, one, terrible name for your product. You can't say it well. I gotta say, I'm gonna preface this with... With the best ending of any sketch we've seen. What does he say? I, he says something. I, you may know the exact line, and that's what you're implying. He says something like, this went great. Or, okay, it's, this went great. Can't wait to see what you do for the three o'clock. Which, genuinely, a very good punchline at the end of this one. Like, that one got the most genuine laugh of anything we watched today from me. They have destroyed everything. They have used all the fireworks. They have destroyed the commissioned poop statue. Everyone is leaving covered in poop. Everything is covered in poop, including the seats. And can't wait to see what you do for 3 o'clock. Again, genuinely a pretty good joke. So good. Yeah. All right. Real, uh, we got it. Who who does the poop? Is it the tractors? Is it tractor poop? Is that your assumption? Who poops? Everybody poops. Yes. Whose poop are they covered in? Tractor poop? That's right. my assumption. Fertilizer tends to be animal poop. Yes. It tends to be, I believe, cow poop. Ah, uh, the tractor's poop. So it's the tractor's they poop. poop. They all poop, John. They're all covered in tractor poop. I remember when we talked about fertilizer in the past, we were like, but not all fertilizer is poop. Uh, we were like, this is not necessarily poop. But it's, then they showed us what it looks like. They showed us what it looked like, and they made sure to have a ton of flies. Just all right. So you win more, you attract more flies with honey than with vinegar, but you attract a lot more flies with poop, and that's that's what they're going for. Is they attract a ton of flies. John, I'm so glad you mentioned the, the flies. Because that actually brings us to... A question from Liz. It's Just kidding, we don't have a question from Liz this week. It's true. Again, this one is... We're playing it fast and loose. John just showed up in my house. Uh, <laughs> brings us to Rob's Wiki Quote. Brought to you by Rob. Rob, for all your Rob needs... Of the day. Thank you, John. <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> that one, unsurprisingly... Sent in by Rob. Thank you, Rob. Please send in wiki quotes. That was the last one I had uh, stowed away. Uh, but this time we are going over to World of Cars com slash wiki slash vroom around us underscore bugus. 
All right. Which is apparently the scientific name of the little VW Beetles that are, you know, VW Beetles and Beetles. All right. So uh, in case it wasn't clear to you, because it wasn't initially for me, Vroom Around Us is like the species or the genus. It's one word. Yes. Vroom Around Us. Bugus. Vroom Around Us Bugus. Yep. Yep. I'll read their little bio here, and then I'll read what I think is a funny quote also. Mm -hmm. Uh, This 1960s VW bug, also known as Vroomaroundus bugus, is usually indigenous to warm, dry climates, though they have a relatively short lifespan. Their miles to the gallon are quite low. It's also worth noting that they can haul up to four times of their own body weight, pretty strong for such a small bug. Which, these bugs still need gas. How do they get gas? Flowers. Okay, sure. That works well enough for me. Or maybe the fertilizer just is their fuel. Yeah, okay. A gallon. Okay, just imagine one of these bugs having a gallon of fuel. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but the actual funny, dumb thing on the trivia section is, while the first Cars film portrayed the all VW bugs as literal insects, Cars 2 retconned this so that there are also human, in quotation marks, VW bugs instead which I think is very terrible. Yeah, they're not they're not humans. They're bugs. Have you, have they're you ever cars. heard of? Oh god! You ever heard of the fly with Jeff Goldblum? Oh, I know it. I know it. All they have to do is have a a bug become a bug. Huh? Now, how would that work? That would would they just be a medium sized <laughs> somewhere in between very small bug sized and full sized car? Who knows? But for sure, they are going to be shedding their larger layer. John, I've got it. Franz. That that's what's in between. That he is he's oh, the fly. Boy. Franz is the fly. You heard it here first, folks. Oh my gosh, that works way 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 too well. And it's also terrible. Terrible, yes. terrible, terrible. Yes it is. He's even smaller. He is smaller than your average. He points that out in his Alright, so the name of his video is called Beer and Oil, which they never mention that in the music, so no, that's don't. something. Yeah, but uh, that's probably my wiki quote. I don't know. They, I do want to mention that the bugs, they have like normal fly like wings. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's real weird. Also, I'm what... just going to go ahead and say uh, a not so fun fact, uh, a very not fun fact of the day. So uh, you pointed out that there's a word that they use to describe a character. So in Planes, one of the reasons we dislike this movie so much is because they're very culturally insensitive. So will you go ahead and say how they describe Ashani? Yeah, in her official bio, because I checked her first before I thought to look at the bugs, they do describe her as exotic, which, like, I don't know, man. That's your very not fun fact of the day. Cultural insensitivity and just racial ignorance and uh, man, it's just it's that's rude. Be yeah, better. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead of doing that, don't don't do it. Okay, that's my wiki quote. I said a bunch of stuff about Rob for the name. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Ghostlight. This one, hopefully, it'll be pretty fast. Yeah. What's Ghostlight? Uh, Ghostlight, uh, Major and the Ghostlight, no less. Mm-hmm. It's just a a nice little... It's not nice. It's not that good, but... (laughs) It's one of the worst ones. Yeah. Mater's just, like, going around pranking people and scaring them, so they tell them a ghost story about a ghost light, which is just, like, a floating blue light, I Mm -hmm. think is it. And then they put, like, 
a lantern on his hook and make him think it's following him. And uh, because they love him so very much, he like he likes to spook all of them. But he'll do like a short spook. He'll like jump out and scare them, and then he'll leave laughing. They watch him as he runs around or drives around, terrified, screaming for hours. Yeah, like it's even pointed out to the fact that Ramon is like, "All right, I'm gonna go home." He gets <laughs> bored of it. Yeah, it. They they torture their friend because he's been a jerk to them. Yeah, like I get like, that he's been he a jerk, has. but they torture him for hours. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have much else to say about that, except it does show his home, and his home is just a shack inside of the junkyard, and he's got two places, like, two areas for a door, and one of the doors falls off, and the other one just wasn't there to begin with. Yeah, like, Mater lives in, like, a little lean-to. It's is the best sad. way to describe it. He lives in his junkyard in a lean-to that's barely big enough for him, and that's sad. Yeah. I do want to mention... The ending of this one mm-hmm. and the after credits stinger, which is a weird thing that this seven minute short has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so Mater, uh, the, the, he, they, he figures out that it's just a little lantern, uh, and they're like, ah, oh, Mater, there's nothing to be scared about out here except your own imagination and the screaming banshee. And then they all drive off again, and Mater is like spooked, and then the credits roll, and then he comes back from the credits. And there's just a monstrous, terrifying vehicle behind him. It has the words Banshee on it. Yep, and it's it seems to have like weird hooks and whatnot, like a, maybe a fork truck type thing grafted onto his side. He's got one eye and the other one's just a shattered window. Man, monsters are real in this world. It's actually very similar to the the wrestling uh, mm-hmm. Mater's Tall Tale. He fights like a Frankenstein's monster thing, and it looks very similar to that. And we also compared to that to the monster from Vampires, uh, Alucard. Mm-hmm. Alucard. Yeah, for sure. I know all of you watched uh, Vampires uh, when we did that episode, so you all you all have a very clear picture in your head of Alucard. I'm sure. Uh, So just picture him, and that's what the Banshee looks like. I do want to mention there are two things that are confirmed by this uh, good old special. And those two things that are confirmed are that Mater does, in fact, have a 20-foot vertical leap. He does. Yeah. (laughs) He jumps out of nowhere from the sky, and it's beautiful and terrifying. Yeah, it's at Flows, so I assume he was on top of, like, how they have, like, the sort of Sonic stuff. Flows is a Sonic, as you remember. Flows is a Sonic, but he did have to get up there. He had to get up there, and there's there's nothing around that he could have done that with, so Mater can jump 20 feet straight in the air. Ah. Cool. Yep. Cool. Why not? (laughs) You said there were two things? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Lightning does, in fact, live in one of the cones. Yeah, uh, it see everyone goes back to their little abode, and Lightning seems to live in one of the cozy cones. Which mm-hmm. not a lot of implications there, except we always sort of assumed he lived in Mac, and he maybe did that before the events of Cars One. Mm-hmm. I am actually going to say I still think he did, but he, uh, I don't know. He lives in one of the cones. He lives in one of the cozy cones. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Cool. All right. So time for. A uh, kind of fun fact of the day. Sure, man. Uh, this is one of those terrible, terrible ones where it's not so much a fact, as where it's 
I'm going to point out something, and then I'm going to make an assumption about it. So, so our we, entire show? Uh, well, it's more just like, with the fun <laughs> facts, I'll read something that is just a true statement. Yeah. But this one's more of a, I'm assuming based off of something that does exist. It's not the fact that's actually what's being featured, but my idea about it. Sure, go for it. Which is something you've pointed out. And it's a... Okay, so at the end of what we're about to talk about, which is Chops. Yeah. Uh, at the end of that, you see two characters, and it's, she's got a sister, is one of the lines, and it shows two twins that very much seem to resemble Mia and Tia. And uh, the fun fact part is, either Mia and Tia are some sort of time travelers, which Mater confirms that that's a thing, mm -hmm. or they're almost certainly related. Mia and Tia to each other, or Mia, Mia and Tia, Tia to... to these uh, actresses from the past? Because yeah. there's a strong resemblance. They're twins, and that that's a like genetic trait that you can pass down. Of yeah. if you have, if you're a twin, you're likely to have twins. That's that's just a. They're probably either Mia and Tia, or just related to them because they do look different. But what? there's a common thing there. Okay, go with me here. What if Mater has no power? I know we already don't love that idea. What if it's all me and Tia? Because they're in all of Mater's tall tales. What if they're the puppet masters? Why? Oh no. Okay, I was about to say, why on earth would these godlike beings turn themselves into animals? Oh, you. Have, because. Let me introduce you to a little guy called Zeus who do, only does that, then has sex with random women. Yep. I would, like, that was my immediate thought is. <laughs> That's all the gods do, at least in Greek, the Greek and Roman pantheon. But. I don't know, man. I'm not fully willing to take away all the power we've given Mater, but I'm not certain it's not me and Tia. I think there's definitely something to be talked about there in our next episode. Autobiography, me and Tia. Maybe. I don't know, man. It seems like maybe that could be a thing. They've been dogs once. They've been dogs. They're in all the tall tales. They're maybe in Chops. <laughs> maybe in Chops. Which... They're... I'm sure you don't know what Chops is. Chops is the show that Blade Ranger, who is the helicopter from Blade's Fire and Rescue, was in before his co-star died. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the last thing I've got on this list, and that's Chops. Yep. So I, we watched Chops' video, and it seems to just be what was in the film. Yeah. But maybe, like, a few seconds were added. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so... Chops, it's a TV show, and what you see is a promo for the TV show... And it's what is it? Uh, chips. Yeah, chips is what it's. It's a. It's like a parody of the show mm -hmm. Chips, which is not a show I know anything about. But okay, so it's it's about these two. Uh, what is it? Loose cannons. Yeah. And they're. It just really makes me think. How do how do cops work in this universe? Because we've seen sheriff. Yeah. We've seen that cop who's like, I don't want to have to say it, but you two are all right. And, and then we see those two, they're rescuing people, but, like, other than that, we don't see much crime being stopped or anything. We see people being pulled over for traffic crime. And then being, as we've discussed in the Law & Order episode, just sort of held indefinitely and forced to do hard manual labor. And having your heart ripped out and put into another body. Yeah, a possible <laughs> thing that could be a thing. I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, and then, like, what about any other crime? Because in Cars 2, where are the cops? The, I mean, there's the spies. Yeah, but where are the cops, like... 
just the... investigating or doing anything in this universe. Okay, because clear, real quick, clearly the whoever did they say they were with Interpol? The 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 they're either Interpol or MI six, I think. Yeah, something like that. The 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 spies. I can't. Holly Shiftwell. What's the other one's name? What's uh, that shoot, uh, Finn McMissile. Finn McMissile, and there there are more of them are clearly some sort of law enforcement or spy organization, some sort of James Bond type thing. So they exist, but yeah, you're right that there should be more than that, huh? Mm-hmm. There are violent crimes happening all the time, and you don't really see any cops doing anything about it. You see Mater, <laughs> Interpol, does a lot about it. and I guess that's it. Because, like, there are these lemons crashing into people, committing violent crimes and whatnot, and there's just no police helping. Yep. Oh, boy. There are definitely firefighters. There are definitely ambulances. But the police seem to be lacking. Yeah, I I don't have much for you, man. Uh, I, I will say Chops does imply that there is a bit more structure to the law uh, because it's a show about, you know, Structured. Chops. Yeah. Sky Cops. Sky Cops. Uh, but, I don't know, man. That would be hard. It would be hard to be a cop in a car world. Or a car in a cop world. Yeah, they're all looking to pull you over. Yep. Uh, oh, boy. Only other thing I have about Chops is there is... You only see one criminal that they interact with, and they just gave him a sort of racially insensitive accent that I wasn't fully fond of. Yeah, and then they call him something. They that, call him a punk or a, or I, a thug I, or something. I think they like made up a word, like maybe a bump or something. Yeah. I think what they were trying to do was make a car pun out of it, but even still, I don't like the idea of them coming up with slurs to call people. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. And it was like a five-second throwaway thing, but it made me uncomfy, and I wanted to mention that they shouldn't have done that. Yep. Shouldn't but then again... Up. A lot of things that happen in the Plains movies shouldn't have happened. That is fully true. All fully, right. Fully true. Okay. So that's all of our uh, topics to cover. The bony feechies. I've come around on it. Bony feechies. All right. Never mind. I hate it. Uh, uh, I tried. <laughs> well, well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this very special episode where we just kind of wanged it. Honestly, it went genuinely a lot better than I thought it would. I, I did speak a lot more than I would have, like, uh, like a lot faster, and I had more to say, I believe, because I did get kind of uh, out of breath and winded. Hey, sure. <laughs> Little lightheaded. Podcasting is a sport now. We're going to be at the Olympics, especially since we're the only <laughs> podcast. I mean, oh, can, can we be at the Olympics if we're the only one? Ah, uh, gosh. Please let us know if you have any information. <laughs> and you can do so. <laughs> you can. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's uh, at the Kachat. It's all one word, no hyphen. Uh, and we have an email. It's thekachat at gmail.com. Also no hyphen in there. Uh, you can send us information about other podcasters that you may have sightings or informations on. Or, more pressing... Uh, thanks for the wiki quote section. I'm talking to you, number one fan faith. I know we give you a lot of crap for sending in things, but genuinely, please send us at least one or two. We've run out. Uh, do we say uh, thank you for listening? We didn't say that part, but like genuinely, thank you for listening. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Do whatever you can. Tell people about the show. And uh, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. Hey, sting like a beamer. Cool. It's All the right. end of the podcast. Time.